From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about gender discovery and self-acceptance. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is Leah. She describes herself as queer AF, a chaotic cat mom, coffee lover, and a keyboardist. Hi, everyone. It's a wonderful night in the Transverse. I'm your host, Emily. Welcome to The Transgender Show. I'm excited to welcome to the show tonight, legitimately, Leah. Leah, welcome to the show. Hi. Great to be here. Thank you. To start off, Leah, how do you identify? I identify as a transgender woman. How did you choose your name? Um, I, well, I had just gone on to a lot of these baby, baby naming websites and I, you know, wrote down in a journal which ones that, you know, kind of I felt fit my essence and my vibe. And um, I kind of just like, you know, test like tested them out in my head like how would i feel being called this and i crossed them out one by one until i was left mm. with two that was sasha and leah i actually tried going by sasha for one day that i didn't really feel like that fully fit me mm. and so i'm like I, i'll try leah and i tried it and i instantly fell in love with it because you know i feel that's you know what captures my vibe and my essence and really what a lot of people would say they see me as. When did you first realize you were trans? Oh, oh gosh, when I first realized I was say, 13, 14. Um, it was definitely in one of my um, earlier middle school years. Um, yeah, it was, which is like seven years ago now. Wow, seems so interesting to think about that but i had actually came across i am jazz and i watched the initial episode and jazz explained you know that she felt like she you know was a girl inside of a boy's body mm -hmm. and, and something about that just resonated with me and i'm like wait a minute that's not normal <laughs> like other people don't just feel this and you know just do nothing about it yeah, so then that kind of like started that snowball effect of, you know, okay, well, here's this information, but I'm not going to do anything about it right now. Um, okay. Or, you know, I didn't even think I was going to do anything about it, like, ever. So, mm. um, but yeah, I guess here we are now. Yeah. Did that kind of strong feeling of that identity make it easier for you, you feel, to actually start your transition to take those first steps definitely when um you know i started heavily questioning my gender identity around the age of 18 that experience of you know having that aha moment at age 14 kind of like solidified oh yes like this isn't a new thing like it's you know a thing i felt before and it's you know it's definitely like going on i'm definitely you know feeling this sort of mismatch between my identity and my outward appearance so to speak mm. what were some of the clues for you that you can look back and say oh yeah that that was one of the things that should have suggested this to me earlier um i think a big one is you know puberty just getting so uncomfortable with you know all the body hair that was helping especially the ones on my face and um definitely just um i never really hung around you know a lot of you know i never really had you know any best friends who were also boys um a lot of my friends were girls mm -hmm. and um that kind of i don't know that kind of made sense to me because um i had realized that you know i couldn't really connect 
with them. Yeah. I couldn't really, you know, yeah, I just felt out of place, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the ones that stick out to me um, a lot. There are a lot of little ones that I'm like, oh, yes, that, you know, come up. But, yeah. So let's move on to coming out. How did that go for you? How did you start that process? Did you do anything like a, a mass kind of email or did you have individual conversations? How did you handle that? Um, I actually did a little bit of both. So um, when I was starting the process of coming out, um, I, you know, sat down with, you know, you know, in, I individually sat down with a couple of my close friends and family members and I said, okay, here's like, you know, here's, here's the tea, you know, here's what's going on. And um, here's like the best way I can explain it. And, you know, here's what moving forward, you know, is going to happen. And, you know, what this would necessarily mean for, um, for that individual person. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, when it, around the time I um, started hormones, I had um, sent emails out to you know, my extended family, um, who doesn't live anywhere locally um, to me. Um, so yeah, I had sent um, emails out to them. I had made a Facebook announcement, also put that on um, my now long gone Instagram. Um, and I said, okay, here's what's happening. You know, here's, you know, the best way I can explain it. Here's, you know, what's going to happen going forward, basically kind of the things I had said to, you know, my close friends. So when you came out and you started having these conversations, did you already have sort of your, it sounds like you had your plan for how your transition would go, the things that you would would do and what you were looking forward to do. Is that correct? I actually had no idea what, um, what was going to happen. I had just said, you know, oh, you know, the things that, you know, will, you know, I'll definitely you know, be changing my outward appearance, you know, be changing my name, just, you know, stay tuned for those changes. And um, yeah, um, there was, um, while it, you know, sounded like I had um, everything together, I was, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of a mess on like, you know, what like steps I would actually take on, you know, getting to um, my end goal, so to speak. Who, who was the hardest person for you to come out to it was definitely my mother and um just because of this one thing that had happened when I was 15 um I can't remember what prompted this um but basically she you know we were you know I was sitting with my sister and we were all three kind of talking and she had explicitly said and again I don't I can't remember what we were talking about so I don't know how we got on that subject but she said one of her biggest fears was one of us becoming trans and changing dramatically so that you know no one would recognize us anymore Mm -hmm. after having that um sort of little aha moment when i was 14 that kind of you know was like the signal like okay if i came out it would not go well so i you know shoved it deep 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 down into a place where you know i wouldn't find it until years later i basically just said, okay, this is something that's, that I'm going to be, you know, that's going to be kept to myself and that I will never tell anyone. But uh, when I did come out to her, um, I was definitely very nervous and she definitely did 
take it very hard. You know, I just remember seeing her sitting there in tears and she was like, well, I, I don't feel like I know you anymore. And I don't know why, but that sort of thing just broke my heart because I know that was, you know, her, her biggest fear. It sounds like you, you have her more of her acceptance now. How did you break through right. to that point and, and kind of show her that, you know, I'm still the same person inside? I think it was just the process of, you know, um, you know, throughout my transition and her just realizing, oh, you know, this is still the same person, just, you know, different outward appearance and, you know, basically, you know, same person, just more real, you know. So it was just a matter of her seeing how happy you were and right. you know, just the vibrance that you had. Was there anybody that you came out to that you were surprised at their level of support? Yeah, um, definitely um, my dad's reaction um, definitely surprised me in that the, um, the support I got from him was just amazing. He, you know, pulled me aside and, you know, he said, I hope you know that I'll love and support you no matter what. And that just, that just made me feel very warm and, you know, fully accepted. And um, I, you know, was definitely surprised because I thought he would side with my mother because, you know, it's, you know, that's his wife. And, you know, he would want to back, um, back up the feelings of, you know, my mother. And yeah, but it definitely, it definitely surprised me. That's, that's for sure. Um, yeah. So going back just slightly, what was that period of time like for you? You finally come to understand that, you know, what's, what's going on and, and you're like, oh, this, this feeling that I have is something you have a name for it. You have an understanding of it. And then you have that comment from your mom that that's her biggest fear. How did you deal with that? And what was that period of time like for you? I pretty much, um, I still had felt an immense um, guilt and shame for it. And I can't really um, put my finger on why exactly. Um, so I didn't really do anything with it. And um, I knew that, you know, you know, then I just thought it was something I wouldn't do anything with. Um, it was just something that would be there and something I would deal with um, until, you know, those feelings got so hard to ignore, of course. Um, yeah, and then basically, um, when she had said, you know, oh, my worst fear is, you know, either of you becoming trans, that kind of confirmed my feeling of, okay, yeah, I'm just going to keep this, you know, deep inside of me because I do not want to cause all of this chaos. Mm -hmm. Did that affect how you felt about approaching and telling other people, either in your family or in your circle of friends? It actually did. I, um, I just thought, you know, I wouldn't there's no way that I could be accepted or, you know, this could be seen as, you know, a real thing and not just you know, um, a mental health issue. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that definitely um, increased my fear of, you know, coming out to my close friends and family because I thought, you know, you know, what if they all feel like that? What if they all feel the way my mother does? Yeah. You were in school at the time, right? So how did, how was the level of acceptance that you found there? My school is definitely, um, you know, one of the places where I felt inspired to take the step of, you know, becoming my true self because my school really, really prides itself on, 
being inclusive and, you know, promoting um, LGBTQ plus um, inclusion and acceptance. And um, I had talked to the um, then president of the LGBTQ plus club. I had basically said, you know, when I had come out to some of my close friends, I basically also had to talk with them. And they were like, oh, you are loved, you are valid, and, you know, you're going to have a place here always. And, you know, also we would love to have you in the club. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it kind of brought this feeling of, okay, so maybe it's just at home or with my mother that um, I wouldn't be as accepted. Um, but in an environment such as this, this is where I can truly this is where I feel like I can truly thrive. Definitely, it was a big relief, and I didn't realize how much of a relief it was until, you know, it actually happened, of course. Yeah. The community at my school is amazing, and there are quite a few uh, queer and trans people who, um, who go to my school, so it was really, really nice to have a community um, such as that. And um, definitely the community here on Instagram has definitely been one that I'm really grateful for, and yeah. What does transition look like for you? For me, there's two parts to it. Of course, you know, there's the outward part, which is, you know, my appearance, which, you know, changed from, you know, presenting more stereotypically male to now stereotypically female. And, um, you know, just things like bodily changes and going on hormones, um, for me, at least. Um, there's also the inward transition, which is kind of like um, the mental shift from, you know, just thinking of yourself, you know, one way and then going to another way. Um, and just finally allowing, you know, yourself to, you know, basically blossom into the person that you've always been inside. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've heard so many times that um, transitioning is an act of self-care, and I could not agree more. <clears throat> because it takes a lot um, to finally say, okay, I'm trans and I'm going to do something about it. It takes a lot of inner strength. It takes a lot of just acceptance, self-love to, you know, allow yourself the space and the mental energy to become yourself. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself is very beautiful and argue, arguably one of the most beautiful things about transition. So it sounds like you've had a pretty good go of things. What have been some of the big hurdles that you've run up against and how have you overcome those? One of the biggest hurdles I've had to come overcome were um, my grandparents, you know, were they were loving and accepting, of course. However, they had explicitly told me that they wouldn't call me Leah until I had legally changed it. So, um, and I saw my grandparents quite often, and I still do, in fact. Um, and it was really, really, really just, it was really hard to hear my name, especially after, you know, saying, this is who I am. And it was, you know, it's really just, and I, and I had, you know, grown up with this notion of, you know, oh, respect your elders. So I did not feel like I could say something about it at all. Mm -hmm. um so i was very fortunate enough to um after i want to say four months of um hormones and just socially transitioning to obtain a legal name change and um change all over you know everything from my dead name to you know my true name 
um, yeah, I felt really fortunate to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. However, um, I just, I think, you know, if I wouldn't have been able to do that, like if I hadn't done that, I would still, would still be dead named. Yeah. So that was definitely a big hurdle to, um, jump through school. It was pretty, it was pretty seamless. Um, you know, transitioning from one name to another, one of the amazing things about, um, my university is that you can um, have an option for, um, you know, your chosen name. Hmm. And that would show up basically in place of my um, legal, of my then legal name, um, except for on official documents such as, you know, transcripts and things like that. Nice. Okay. So basically on my ID badge, you know, I was able to change that. And um, also on a lot of the attendance forms, you know, it would say Leah instead of my dead name, which was really nice. Um, so yeah, it was really um, good to have that sort of, um, that sort of thing when I was, um, you know, before I had actually legally changed that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of going through a hurdle right now. So if you follow my Instagram, um, you'll see that I'm in the process of obtaining letters for, you know, getting a consultation for bottom surgery. Okay. And um, I need four letters total. I need two from two different uh, mental health professionals. I need one from my um, HRT provider, and I need one from my uh, primary care provider, just a letter of referral. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten my letter from my therapist and my um, HRT provider, but I'm just waiting on those last two um, to even get the consultation, which um is really just it's a really big form of gatekeeping and it's something that i don't feel is all that necessary and it shouldn't it shouldn't be as much of a process to you know to actually obtain something that's going to in the long run increase your quality of life a hundred times fold it's definitely very arbitrary and so unnecessary because um, I know it's definitely a hard shift for loved ones, but to, I feel like their process, their thought process was like, you're not legally this name yet, so legally we don't have to call you that, which is, I don't, I don't even think I need to explain how many problems there are with that, no. but. Have your goals and what you have been kind of striving for or, you know, planning for, dreaming of in your transition, has that changed as you've gone along? Oh, it definitely has. Um, basically, um, I had this kind of, you know, when I was first starting to, you know, transition, you know, socially and, um, you know, changing or not, not changing, but like, you know, coming out with my true identity and my pronouns and name and whatnot, I basically had told myself kind of internally, like, yes, I will be a woman, but will I be an attractive woman? I thought to get there, I would have to, you know, have all of these surgeries and, you know, do every single thing in the book. And I, you know, just thinking about that, I'm just like, I don't know if I truly want that. Um, but now that um, I'm in a place where I feel like I'm actually seeing, you know, my true self in the mirror, you know, when I look in the mirror each day, Mm -hmm. um definitely i can you know say that oh i definitely do not need every single thing in the book and you know i feel a lot more at home with this body than i did you know 
I, I don't want to say than I did with my body a couple of years ago because primarily it's like it's like the same ob- objective body. It's just a different presentation, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I definitely feel more at home with this presentation. What ways specifically and what things do you do on a day to day basis to find validation in yourself? That's actually something I'm still working on. Um, just kind of like my um, self affirmations of, you know, I am allowing myself to, you know, become my true self and I am beautiful just the way I am. It's it's still a work in progress and um, it's definitely going to be something that I'm going to be working on for a bit and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Are there things that, that cause you dysphoria these days and, and how do you deal with those? It's definitely, I still do feel a lot of, a lot of bottom dysphoria, um, which I'm working towards getting bottom surgery. So that's something that, um, you know, is, you know, I'm working on it. So I don't feel I ne- necessarily need to, you know, be actively worrying about it. Um, however, you know, there will be, you know, the, um, the panic attacks in the shower sometimes, which still happen. It's definitely a thing that happens and it's, it's really difficult, but we're getting through it. Um, but yeah, and sometimes, you know, I'll, um, you know, I'll just take like a selfie of myself and I'll be like, oh my gosh, does it look like I have a five o'clock shadow? And like, does my face look masculine? You know, does my hairline look masculine? Does, you know, does this, does this or that or something, <laughs> whatever. Like, it's just, um, it's really hard not to go down that rabbit hole of, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, do, do I look too masculine? basically. And that's something that, um, you know, still happens. And it's, um, again, something I'm working through. Dysphoria is still there. And unfortunately, um, it will be as long as I'm here. Yeah, just remembering that I am being true to myself every day is, you know, it's pretty freaking great. Honestly, it's a matter of remembering those beautiful moments, reflecting on the good, um, instead of just, you know, dwelling on the things you cannot change in this moment. How do you feel that being able to live as yourself affected your mental health? I can definitely say that, you know, coming out of that dark period was just, um, I, I did feel like a big weight was lifted off of my shoulders and, um, and definitely that relief in and of itself felt really great. And, um, however, I'm still dealing with, you know, past, um, just internalized like you know like i said earlier like i you know i convinced myself that i'm never going to be you know attractive or you know the best version of myself and um basically it's just um still kind of dealing with that and kind of dealing um yeah like i said um earlier but it definitely has had um you know a positive impact on my mental health overall and it um, I feel like, um, you know, each passing day that I work on it, it, you know, it just gets better and better, it seems like. Is there anything that you feel you've been able to accomplish because of your transitions? Um, well, um, I definitely um, wouldn't have, you know, been able to speak publicly on a show such as this, um, mm-hmm. you know, if I, you know, hadn't come out or, you know, accepted myself to, you know, accepted myself as, you know, a transgender woman. It was actually when I had first gotten into college, like, I couldn't see myself 
you know, graduating college. Like, definitely, like, you know, that was, that's definitely was and still is the goal. However, however, when I pictured myself, you know, you know, in the cap and gown, I just couldn't for some reason. Hmm. And then when I accepted, you know, my identity, I'm like, ah, yes, there it is. So it, it kind of like, um, the fog kind of lifted and allowed all of these new po- life possibilities to um, kind of, you know, open up. When I had first started college, I came in as a music performance major, and I thought I was going to get, you know, a degree in piano performance. Um, but now I'm, the ultimate goal is to get my MS, MSW, um, you know, after the college go on to grad school and get my MSW, and then um, just be a social worker for, um, victims of domestic abuse and um, relationship violence and things like that so definitely it allowed you know beyond my transition it allowed me to um see you know what i wanted for myself in the future it's kind of like you know you take down this barrier and it you know allows you to see what's ahead what's your favorite thing that you've learned from your transition well, besides learning more about myself, you know, every transition is different. And, you know, transition, you know, isn't, it's not by the book. Accept yourself for who you are and, you know, living your truth each day. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for young and closeted trans people out there? The biggest thing I could say is your time is going to come. Even if you don't think it is, it will. And I feel like, you know, just with everything that, you know, I've been through and my, you know, basically my story kind of shows is that, you know, I never in a million years imagined I would be living as my true form and your time will come. I promise just keep, keep on going. It's going to be a difficult road, trust me, but I have total faith in all of you and I know you will. I know you'll get through it. Leah, thank you so much for being willing to come on the show and share your story and just chat through everything that you've been through. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from The Transverse Network. Watch this show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash thetransverse. You can also find it and our other great shows at youtube.com slash thetransverse. Be sure to follow our guest Leah on Instagram at legitimatelyleah. If you love what we're doing and want to support the transverse and get access to exclusive content, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash the transverse. 